Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Katie and Beth, PAs and doctors of medical science who are here to help you get accepted into PA school, get through PA school, and then have a thriving career as a PA. We are so happy you are here and so excited for your future. If you love these episodes, share them with a friend or coworker who is on the PA journey. We want this to be a community of amazing people like you who are either on their way to PA school, in PA school, or already a PA who love this profession so much and are advocates of growing this career. So share this podcast or episode with someone who needs it. Now on to today's episode with PA Money Sense, a business created by two PAs to help you through all of the things that come up around PAs and money. Thank you so much, Ginger and Evan, for coming onto our podcast. We are so excited to connect with you and meet with you and share all of your knowledge and wisdom with our listeners. To get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you met. Wow, so me and Evan met in PA school. We went to Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas, and I think we both kind of bonded over, we're both to Paul. I think maybe that's what started it. And then as we got to know each other better, we realized we both like money. We both like to be able to enjoy nice things in life, but also responsibly. The more we got to know each other, the more we started talking, here we are now. We know we're going to talk all about money today because that is one of our favorite subjects as well. So we know that you started your business called PA Money Sense. And so what inspired you to start this business together? So in PA school, we became the people that our friends would come to about money. A lot of the most common questions are, how do I know how much in loans to take out? And then when I have my loans, how do I make it last the entire term? And then what am I doing with my money in the meantime? So we met up for coffee soon after graduation and we're brainstorming ways that we could make this whole process easier for PA students because when you are coming into a term and you're taking like eight classes and being slammed with anatomy and biochem and uh, cardiology, like your finances are on the back burner and you don't really get an intro class on it when you start. And some PA schools, they might give one when you finish, but definitely at the beginning, you are just kind of signing your life away with the loans and that's about it. And where do you both currently practice? Which specialty? I work in physical medicine and rehab at a children's hospital. And I work in hospital medicine. I work nights, seven on, seven off, and I will cover the entire hospital, do admissions and things like that. Very cool. Very cool. And when did you both graduate? December 2020. Congratulations. <laughs> How has your first year been? It's been a time. Um, I worked at just a COVID testing site for the first couple months after graduation while I waited for a job I really, really liked. I didn't want to start out in a job I didn't love. So once I found my dream job in rehab, I've been loving it ever since. I think it's the perfect pace for me. I love the patient population. And then I also have the opportunity to pick up extra shifts in urgent care within this hospital system. And I'll do vaccine, COVID vaccine shifts there too. So opportunities for extra income. I can keep learning with the urgent care shifts so I don't get too specialized in rehab. But I felt pretty well supported and comfortable as I've gone through this first year as a PA. I love my specialty. My job beginning was hectic, especially just with the COVID pandemic. I was actually just talking about this with my attending, but typically... When you start in hospital medicine, you feel like a rock star, you're helping people get better, they're going home. But with COVID, 
we watch a lot of patients die. I was, from the first week I started, I was calling family members and telling them that they wouldn't be able to come see their the patient, they wouldn't be able to say goodbye, that someone had passed away. So my job was just very emotionally taxing, especially in July and August when we hit that peak. So things are getting better. I'm starting to find my confidence, but my job was definitely emotionally, mentally, physically intense when I first started. Yeah, yeah, I can believe it. And you guys have not only graduated in a crazy time, but have started your careers in a crazy time. And I love the fact that you've taken time out of uh, your busy lives and trying to figure things out and get your feet off the ground clinically to also start this business to help other PAs. And, you know, as you said, you don't really have a lot of information. I know I never took a single business class, a single text class, a single any kind of class in college, either undergrad or grad school. And to be honest, at that time, you probably couldn't paid me to take one like I just wasn't really interested in it I was interested in science and I was interested in my future and all that but it just never occurred to me that like hey you know an investing class actually might be something that was really useful to me in the future so what are some of the biggest mistakes you've seen like PAs uh, specifically either as students or once they graduate make with their money like biggest money mistake oh I know this one I have a lot of friends in grad school who take out an amount of money that they think they need. They're just ballparking it. Then they add a few thousand dollars as a safety net. And then at the end of a couple months after they get their money, they realize maybe they asked for a little bit too much. And then they ball out. They're going on vacation with that money. And they have a blast. And then that money is gone. And then they're going to pay interest on it until the end of time. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense because to be honest until I got my student loans I didn't know like the subsidized versus unsubsidized you know the, the interest that you have to pay during school and if school is three years then you know you're paying interest on all that money and then I had undergrad loans too and so that's another four years started freshman year of undergrad and so you're talking about seven eight years of interest just on your loans and I know that can really 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 add up what is the biggest money mistake you think you see that was in school, but like after school? Like you become a PhD. I know a lot of people in my class, they bought houses, they bought new cars, they got married, they had huge weddings. And so that's what a lot of people when I graduated did. But what's kind of the biggest mistake you think you see as like PhDs? I think that would be the biggest mistake is definitely the lifestyle creep and treating yourself and treating yourself and just keep going and going and going and it never stops. And I definitely think that when we graduate, we do deserve a certain amount of ways to just spoil ourselves and say, yes, we just completed this most rigorous master's program. But I think people take it to a whole other level. And I would say not having a financial strategy is the biggest mistake, which I feel like is not even a complete mistake because we're not taught how to create a financial strategy anywhere in our educational journey. But I think having a strategy to pay off student loans and how are you going to pay off for this new house, car, wedding, vacation, and how it's going to fit in the big picture of your financial future. Yeah, I agree. Because I think it's totally fair if you've been engaged the whole time you're in PA school. You deserve that wedding when you graduate, but having a big picture in mind, having a budget, having a plan in mind, rather than just make the minimum student loans and pretend they're not there until after the wedding, having that big picture plan is critical to being able to do those things. So switching gears just a little bit, so those are the mistakes that you've seen. What about any tips or advice for each of the subsets? So pre-PA, PA students, and current PAs, what tips and advice do you have 
For pre-PA, my biggest piece of advice would be to try to pay off credit card debt before they get into PA school. I think a lot of pre-PA students ask how much money they should have saved before PA school, which I don't think is as big of a deal. I personally had just the amount of money needed to put down my security deposit and my first month's rent and wait for my loans to come in. So I think they shouldn't feel shame or worry about not having $12,000 saved up to start PA school. I don't think that's necessary. And then create a budget before you start PA school of what your finances are going to look like as a student. And if you have a secondary income, if you have the ability to apply for scholarships, kind of factor that in. Just start to think about how much money you're going to be sending so you can calculate how much loans you need to accept from FAFSA. Yeah, I would say too, I've been asked by a couple pre-PAs if they should delay PA school so they can save up money so they don't have to take out as much in loans. But to that, I would say there's no point in delaying a year of this nice, beautiful little six-figure salary we'll make as a PA if you're just saving up for interest on loans. You'll make enough to pay it back later. I think the most responsible thing you can do is not take out more than you need. Yeah, that really makes sense because if you do the math, you're working for a year minimum wage job to make 20 grand and then you're delaying a year 100 grand salary. I mean, it really does make sense when you put it that way. So our listeners who are listening, just, you know, do consider that every year you delay PA is a year that you could delay that salary, which the average salary for PA according to, you know, online is like 106,000. So do take that into consideration. And I think that's really, really important. The good thing about PAs is that we do come out kind of in a unique area. We come out as high income earners. So we come up as high earners, but a lot of us also have that high student debt. So you mentioned a strategy, which I think is a fantastic idea that everybody should have a strategy. So what is kind of a basic strategy for people who maybe have a lot of debt because the school is really expensive or maybe like you said, they took out too much and now they're regretting it and they have all this interest and stuff coming due. Can you give us some kind of strategies for how they should consider paying this off? Evan and I have a fairly similar strategy coming out of school at the same time. Avoid lifestyle creep. As soon as we're done, you know, we have our paychecks. We put X amount straight to paying off our loans. You never get used to having that six-figure salary until your loans are gone. Once your loans are gone, okay, maybe lifestyle can creep just a little bit. But I'm still living like a student the best I can, even though I don't have to be. And that's so that in two years, I can pay off all of my student loans and then work on my next financial goal or I can invest while I'm paying off loans. I think in terms of tackling the debt, there's different subcategories that new grads can choose. I think number one is seeing if they qualify for any loan repayment programs, whether that be um, the National Health Service Corps, if they join the military, or if they have a job that is going to help pay off their loans, which is rare. But we have a friend that lives in Maine whose job is helping her pay off her student loans. And then I think the next group would be if they work for um, a government or nonprofit hospital, they can qualify for public student loan forgiveness. And along with that, PAs can decide to be on an income-based repayment plan, which could help them not pay as much of the loan over time because it would get forgiven after that 10-year mark. And then I think the next group would be those who might have lower interest rates with their federal loans, and they can just decide to aggressively pay their loans off with um, a PRN job and their main job. And then the category that Ginger and I fall into is we're going to be refinancing our student loans because we both fall into 
the loans that were given out at like 7.6%. <laughs> so it's kind of not feasible for us to stay on the standard plan and neither of us qualify for PSLF or the NHSC. So we'll both be refinancing January to help make our payments more manageable. Hey guys, before we finish today's episode, we want to drop in and help you with something that you are likely really struggling with getting shadowing hours. We hear all the time how difficult it is to get PA shadowing hours for program prereqs and to make your PA school applications stand out. So we want you to know about our Pacers monthly membership. We have put together not only coaching intensive with us to make a specific part of your app more competitive, but weekly virtual PA shadowing hours with incredible PAs that you can put on your CASPA app so that you are a stronger candidate. We also have guest speakers, important topics to review as a pre-PA like medical terminology and anatomy physiology so that you are ready to rock out your first semester, coaching sessions and templates, and of course, shadowing hours. So get in and start making your applications stronger today. You can find the link in the show notes. Now back to today's episode. Yeah, that's great. And so I know a big thing is people are saying, okay, well, I've got to pay off student loans. And then, you know, I want to maybe not live like a student anymore. And then what about like retirement? And so there's kind of a, a big deal about what should you do first? Should you do your 401k, you get your match, should you pay your student loans, should you try to, you know, take your money and divide it into both? What is your guys' opinion on like when to start saving for retirement versus taking that extra money and paying off student loans quicker? I think the 401k match is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. It doesn't matter. You could have $800,000 in loans, and I would still tell you to get your 401k match because I think what I've learned personally over the past few months is that you just need to be in the stock market as long as possible because you're never going to be able to get that time in the market back because really what you're looking for is for this compound interest to work for you my kind of rule of thumb is that if you're if you can get your interest rate for your student loans below four percent you can focus more on investing because the stock market you get about People say 7 to 10% annually in returns over time. So if you can get your student loan interest rates to be lower than that, it makes more sense to put more money into the market. Now, if someone's loans are greater than 7 to 8%, they should focus on paying down those loans. But I definitely think that the Roth IRA and the 401k match are just things that you don't want to miss out on. And then when you are done paying off your student loans, you can get more aggressive. Absolutely. I'm taking a lot of my disposable income and just throwing it at my loans because I'm the kind of person that wants to get rid of them as soon as possible. But I guess what I didn't mention earlier is that I'm also taking 20% of my gross pay and putting it in my 403B. So I never even have to look at it. I don't miss it. It never hits my bank account. It goes straight into that retirement account. So that way, when I pay off my loans, my net worth isn't zero. I'm not starting at ground zero again. I'll have something for the future at the same time as I'm paying off loans. That's smart to automate it, so you're right. You never see it. (laughs) That way you never miss it. What services does your business offer? Yes, the main thing we interact with is our Instagram profile. That's where we post a lot of tips, thoughts, encouragement, things like that for helping with financial literacy and getting people started and investing and general things like that. But also we have a PA student budget tracker spreadsheet, kind of a mouthful, but it's basically a micro and macro view of your finances throughout PA school. It'll help you come up with a monthly budget so you don't forget about things like your AAP membership or parking while you're at school, 
health insurance, little things that might slip your mind when you're planning for taking out money on federal loans. And then it also gives you a big picture where you can input your actual expenses and see how much you're spending on wants versus needs. It'll help you determine how much you'll need to take out, how much you're using, and it keeps you honest. Yeah, where can they find that? Like, I will put links in the bio below for all of our listeners, but what's your website? What's your Instagram handle? Like, Let us know where they can find you and all this amazing information. Our Instagram is at PA Money Sense, and our Gmail, if anyone has any questions, is PA Money Sense at gmail.com. And coming out in January, we'll be introducing a student loan repayment spreadsheet for new grad PAs that'll also have helping them how to budget their first year salary and figuring out how to get comfortable with their money. And then we are also going to start offering one on one consulting for new grad PAs and PA students who want to have an more in-depth talk about their finances and so that's what we have to look forward to next year that is awesome way to go and congratulations on expanding that's awesome and so needed so very last question who are you when the white coat comes off I love food. I'm a huge foodie. We live in Houston, so it's great for that. There's about 10,000 restaurants here, and I swear every week a new one opens up that you just have to try. I love to travel. We're both big travelers. We're planning a trip to South Korea, hopefully in 2022. Um, And that'll be the first time for both of us. I love yoga. I'm a huge reader. I'm probably addicted to the library. Like, I will leave pretty much stumbling out because I cannot carry all the books in my hands. And then, of course, just Netflix and just hanging out with friends. Well, we definitely share a common interest with the travel. You know, not only are we two like female business owners, we also love to travel. So we definitely have that common interest. And Ginger, what about you? Who are you when the white coat comes off? I love that. Well, I love to travel. As Evan said, I think during my time off between working and starting my job, I went around the country to visit as many friends as I could found the cheapest flights from point A to point B, and I really love that. I also love football. I went to the University of Alabama for undergrad, so on Saturdays, I'm always watching college game day. On Sundays, it's fantasy football. Got to see how my quarterback's doing. I'm also big into putting up my hammock in a quiet place in somewhere by some water and reading a book. That's my my favorite activity. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Ginger and Evan from the PA Money Sense. We really appreciate you talking to our listeners. Again, we're going to include the links below for all their social media handles if you guys are interested in working more with them one-on-one. We'll include that all down below. But thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with our listeners. It is so needed and just so wonderful of you to, you know, figure out that, hey, this is a need in our community and then go ahead and fill that need. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been fun. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so happy to connect with you and share our passion of the PA profession. Don't forget to go to the show notes and join our super fun Pacers membership so you can start making your CASPA application more competitive today with virtual shadowing hours, coaching sessions with us, and so much more. Also in the show notes, we have a free download, an Excel PA school record keeper that mimics CASPA format, meaning you keep all of your shadowing hours, patient care experiences, volunteer information, awards you have received, leadership roles, and the loads of other information you need to apply to PA school in one place. So you can copy paste into CASPA when you go to apply. Get it in the show notes. Have a great day and we will see you at the next episode. Keep up the awesome work.